0: This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. If you're in the market for funny banter and great discussion revolving around the latest theatrical releases, check out the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today I have Brian. Hey. Alex. Hello. And Gojo. Joe. While you're listening along, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping via Amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. A small portion of the money you spend makes its way into our hands so we can buy more games and talk about cool stuff. As always, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at midwestgamenerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGNpodcast. Feedback can be anything regarding games we are reviewing Uh, what you want us to review, whatever, talk about the show, tell us how sweet it sounds, how bad the audio might be, whatever. If you have new topics, we're down. So just be sure to get that feedback in. This episode, we're going to talk early access games, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But before we do that, uh, we've got the question of the week for this week. Have you been burned by an early access game? And if so, what game was it? And how did you get burned? Being the first to answer the question of the week wins you a prize, so be quick on the draw. All right? So that being said... We got some feedback from uh, listener Pat. He says, yo dudes, I know you've touched a bit on this, but your main focus is on new games. What about some discussion on some classics while we deal with the post Christmas lull? Like, what games made you go from gaming as a thing to do as a kid to a full-blown hobby or obsession? For me, I think it was the first trigger was Dragon Warrior on NES. I had to beat that game, but when it became full-blown was EverQuest and OG Counter-Strike. Those propelled me into the gamer I am now. So guys, what do you think? Like, What pushed you into being a total nerd and getting into games the way you have now? Uh, uh, we're not nerds dude we're awesome people oh, saw it, dude. Saw it, dude. <laughs> well we are
1: on the midwest game nerds yeah, we are, podcast. this is the
0: game nerds podcast well, shit, you got so
1: there. we do make that con- you make that concession by being on the podcast uh, I think I got hooked real early and it was definitely uh, Shining Force 2
0: but that was like you call that like your initial hook or that was like, my, what I, really pushed you into being as hardcore of a gamer as you are now Fallout 3 and Depression. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a pretty influential point. Not having but I, friends. I I have friends. <laughs> Not but, at that point. I
1: did at that point, Ooh. too. But um, I don't know. I think something happened before that. I think I think uh, there must be something PS2 era that
0: I have to get at that only some amount of therapy is going to pull out of me. I mean, apparently. just from obviously because I grew up with you because yeah. we're family. Mm-hmm. You started You were fi- you were wait, probably what? Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, that's when I became hardcore yeah. for sure. But you started collecting games just in general because every time Andy and I would buy a new system or a game or whatever, we'd give you our old stuff and you just started hoarding it. And I think mm-hmm. that was probably <laughs> when you started to really get into gaming and like you were playing all the old stuff, you know. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was probably when you guys left behind the PS1 and yeah. I was like, look at all these games I can play now.
0: I know, like, I I really, like, when I was younger, Shining Force was, like, my big one. And then as I grew older, Final Fantasy was really big. And Symphony of the Night were, like, the really big games for me. And then moving into the newer generation, I I gave up consoles for a while. Like, Mm -hmm. I stopped playing games altogether. And then I bought an Xbox 360 when I was highly inebriated. And uh, that became, like, my new push. So, And another influence, if I had to chart the course...
1: It'd be Shining Force 2 and Michael Jackson's Moonwalker is the early part. And then Sweet Coden is probably the PlayStation 1 game that made it all happen. Right. Which I don't know how much I've talked about it on this show, which is kind of weird because I, that's one of my most favorite series ever. But definitely my favorite RPG above any Final Fantasy. But, uh, and then to To get out of there, probably Fallout Three would be the next like big stepping stone, and right and how my video game obsession continued. But well, yeah, um, Gojo, what do you think?
2: Well, I I had played kind of casually. I, I was, I was you f- casual, were a filthy casual, filthy casual for uh, for an early part of my life. I had a Nintendo, played a few Mario games, uh, Blades of Steel. Um, yes. <laughs> Blade, I loved Blades of Steel, but I still wasn't like hardcore or anything because I was like six. Maybe, it's all college. about
3: fighting to get the puck,
2: <laughs> and then um, got a Genesis. Was big into Sonic Two, only Sonic Two because that's really the <laughs> only really good Sonic game.
0: I thought the first one was um, pretty solid. It's pretty. You solid. You couldn't even like spin dash. The second dash one in the first is line. on a different level, though. You could not spin dash. That is correct. It was like yeah, that.
3: It, that versus like racing mode
2: is so much. fun. Oh yeah, just. Kicking the shit out of tails. It was great.
3: I mean, Sonic um,
1: Three is the only one with the uh, with the soundtrack involvement from Michael Jackson. So I
2: Sonic Three, yeah, okay. Because Sonic Two had the best soundtrack ever.
1: I don't know about that.
2: Um, <laughs> mm, uh,
0: no, there's uh, there's some really good songs. Out and there. then if, uh, if yeah. Alex could have been touched by Michael, he would have. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> and then maybe he, he blocked that out.
3: Uh, <laughs> too much. I think Jesus the first juice.
2: one that I got really into was Crash Bandicoot. Um, one and two mostly uh those kind of kicked it off to where i actually started playing games uh regularly uh and then the big one the first big one was metal gear solid uh it just it was like nothing else that came before it really it was it was so cool it was uh a very interesting story for for somebody who when i god when i played that i was probably like 12 um so I was, I was still really young at that point. Didn't have any, even any stories I got from video games weren't very sophisticated at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just that changed the picture of what games could be for me. Um, and then the next big one was uh, Morrowind, which did the same thing in a different way. Um, Metal Gear Solid was, let's show you how cinematic and impactful a game can be. Uh, where and Morrowind was let's show you what you can do in a game, uh, and that's anything. Um, right. So those those two probably had the biggest impact on on how I play games and how I got into games. Sweet,
3: Brian. Um, for me, I didn't have any video game systems. At was home. it Pong? Well, actually, <laughs> it was actually the first games I played. The first games I played were field. with my brother at, when he briefly was living with us, and um, yeah, it was on Atari. <laughs> so we had a, pong, a pong-like game. I remember combat. There you go. And uh, pitfall, Moon and Patrol. I don't remember that one. Your formative Astros. game was ET. <sighs> Can I talk? No. Please?
1: It's more fun when he we
3: actually fill
0: in invented your Mancala. <laughs>
1: I don't even know what that is.
0: It's one of those old stone You've games. just forgotten. <laughs> yeah. You're so old, you That's forgot. That's not what I called it. I, I didn't make that game. <laughs> it's called Stone Cups. Where am I? Uh.
1: Anyway,
3: sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Um,. So I started getting into video games really like when I st- was playing them at a friend's house. He had a Commodore sixty four. We played like all kinds of different random games, whatever. <laughs> but uh, Maniac Mansion was what like really hooked me for some reason. I don't.
1: <laughs> what you talking? <laughs>
0: We both, he said Commodore 64, and we both looked at each other like, God, how fucking old is he? Oh.
3: <laughs> and Intellivision. Oh. Really liked the Intellivision. Oh. That's good. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Brian's done. No. I, I, what, <laughs> what absolutely... Made me want to play video games for the rest of my life. Leisure suit, Larry. never right. wanted to stop is Doom. On That's like oh, my yeah. life-changing game right there. But Maniac Mansion was like my stepping stone into like, I need to play these kind of games in my own home. And uh, eventually we did get a computer, and it was nice. And so I got all of those uh, LucasArts graphic adventures.
0: Yeah. In, in Carta 90. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oregon Trail Why did no one say Oregon Trail? Come on.
0: I never played it I actually. Never played uh, it. I only played it in the context of being in school, so I didn't really see it as a game as much as like an educational outlet. Was that but when, when so I was called up?
1: Fun, was that when I was called up from kindergarten to install it on the computer in your 4th grade class? <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> I yeah,
0: I don't. Do you remember understand. that
1: happening? I think I think your teacher was having trouble installing something on the computer, and you were probably just like, "My little brother could probably do it." Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then they pulled me out of kindergarten to come install a computer game for me. because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. No, Holy no, I'm not, I'm, but all the kids in the it, class it were just probably like, I made don't know it what's into that on. local paper.
0: Alex had an awesome Bo- boy bowl genius cut when he was from little.
3: kindergarten installs computer games. Pretty much, he, his he had this sweet bowl cut like. Yeah. So, like <laughs> Like straight Ble-genious out of dumb and dumb computer <laughs> wizardry. <laughs> well, the teacher get on the phone and be like, "Get me the bowl."
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, that was when I was known Where's as the boy. Um, the only other thing that I guess would have been formative was probably the fact that I watched Dad play Dr. Mario every day for oh yeah all of life
0: nonstop. Oh my god, Mario yeah.
1: three was a big
2: deal to me too. No, that was sure. that'd be the same for me. Except my mom played Tetris and um,
1: Punch Out non-stop yeah well like the John and Andy's Father's Day gift to my dad one year was an original game boy with Tetris Ugh. and it I I mean we played with that game boy a lot but he was also playing Tetris pretty often like yeah. I, I watched him beat Tetris one day that's possible on the game boy yeah, yeah. you yeah. can
0: you can beat Tetris
1: and my aunt was actually oh, really good at it
3: she could get like the entire um, Kremlin to blast off into space I didn't, yeah. That's space Kremlin?
2: Oh, God. <laughs> that was their ultimate plan in the Cold War. We, we were, we were going to put space missile defense. They were going to put space Kremlin, <laughs> and it just never came to.
1: Yeah. What a shame. Mm.
2: Anyways,
1: so that was that question. This is yeah, a great no, episode was, so far, i got to say. was good.
0: Uh, thanks, Pat, for that feedback. Uh, if anybody listening wants to check out Pat's review of the Xbox Elite Controller, it's on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Nerds uh is it a podcast on the end of it let me check check real fast so yeah you should it's just midwest game nerds facebook.com slash midwest game nerds i have to say i agree with pretty much everything pat says about it yeah i mean it seemed in our conversations about it, you guys shared a lot of opinions so pretty rad um alex you had some news or something
1: yeah uh, we spoke briefly about uh hitman last week yes and shortly after that happened um uh, Square Enix canceled all of their pre-orders in the PlayStation Store for Hitman. What? <laughs> because, uh, basically, they kind of decided that things were going to go a little bit differently and that you can spend $15 on the initial Hitman pack, which gets you like one location or something. It gets every... you a prologue and a location. Okay. And then every month after that, they're going to release another location. So you can spend $60 up front to get everything that's going to come out. Or you can pay for just that $15 thing and buy it as it comes out.
3: You can also get the initial like episode or whatever and pay for an upgrade to the full version afterwards, okay. from what I understand. Huh. So,
1: yeah, I, I just thought that that was kind of interesting Convenient. and this is interesting alarming. way to go, go about it. Like, they well, I'm. It
3: was always supposed to be episodic, I thought, but they were just only selling it as one package. Like you had to pay sixty bucks.
1: Yeah. So now they've kind of they like re they change things around, and I I think it's fine. More I, options I think, are good for the consumer. I, I, yeah, I, I like guess. that
2: as an option because what and what if it sucks and yeah. then you're stuck with I don't know however many episodic episodes, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then yeah, I mean you don't want to. I mean, you don't. You wouldn't want to shoehorn yourself in with an with any episodic title. Maybe I, it's a um,
3: skim,
0: and the first fifteen
3: dollar part is amazing, and then the rest of it's just bullshit. See, I
0: would think that they must be very confident that it's pretty rad if they're going to cut yeah. it up like that. I I mean, I
1: applaud them for for canceling the pre-orders because I think it would have been very easy to be like, "This is what's going on. And but, this is this this
2: is the game." If yeah. yeah if you're Are you calling that wise time,
0: or but. just kind of them? Kind of them. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's why. I don't, I don't think
2: it's a good business decision. Um, I, well, for this particular game, I mean, if you piss off your gamers, that's obviously a worse decision. But, I mean, you're basically giving people the chance to opt out of your game down the line if they feel they've got enough. Uh, whereas yeah. they, they might not make as much with this model, but I think the goodwill they'll build will certainly help them down the line.
1: Yeah,
3: I don't know. I am definitely more interested in checking it out and knowing that I can spend fifteen bucks. Yeah, to like, just, yeah. like? It's see it, be like. And see yeah. how it goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm on board for I'll,
2: that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much content you can get out of one map. I mean, I know with there, there's supposed to be multiple missions. I believe I know with per location. Uh, was it Absolution? You could you could there was basically some user created content kind of where yeah. you could take a level and pick your own person that needed to be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there. They were talking about adding that for this too, where basically you can create your own missions with each map.
3: Yeah, um, I never played around with that mode because I wanted to finish the base game first, mm-hmm. but I never did. I got sidetracked, but that looked really cool to me. Like, so yeah, if I if that's in this, it.
2: then then yeah, you're we've got uh, this could be a, this could be a big one.
1: Yeah, big. yeah. I don't know. I think I think that was the idea they wanted to include that creation stuff because I good. think it was yeah. fairly pop, popular in the in Absolution, but. Uh, A few other news things. Um, Metroid Zero Mission is on the Wii U Virtual Console now, which is awesome because that game goes for ridiculous amounts of money on eBay because they made very few of them. It's a remake of the original Metroid for Game Boy Advance that added some more stuff to it. There's a little bit more around that original game, so that's worth checking out as well. Sweet. and I'm just trying to see real quick one of the, the main guy Leslie Benzies at uh, Rockstar North has he's left the company he's a dude who's produced every Grand Theft Auto since Grand Theft Auto 3 in some way <laughs> or another and uh, a lot of some reports basically said he was the guy that put the train back on the tracks when people would start derailing it with ideas and ambition and things like that so uh, he's been he's been on like uh Sabbatical since 5 was originally released for 360 and PS3, and I guess he just kind of decided that he wasn't going to come back. So, hmm. yeah, that, that's a bummer.
3: My but, question is Did he work on Red Dead Redemption? I don't know. Because I'm hoping they're making
1: one of those, and
3: him I, leaving didn't affect that.
1: So, one of the podcasts I was listening to was joking that he left because they didn't do a PC port of Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh, I mean, they should have. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I, will, I. It'd be nice if they were working on one. It looks like he's got a credit on there.
2: I've heard through the grapevine we've got a GTA Six announced. Did, did that happen? <sighs> Not to completely derail us. I yeah, don't think
3: so. Uh, I haven't checked news around town today, but yeah.
2: I, I it, was, it was it was it was a it was a rumor It's uh, been offhand mention
0: pretty lax um, in in terms of news lately i I what? wouldn't
2: expect them to given how much time they take with each title but yeah um
3: I mean if they announce one it's probably like four years down the line
1: yeah the weird thing is that there's a <laughs> there's a bunch of random websites that are Grand theft gta6 grandtheftautocom somebody bought that and has been posting stuff on it yeah, I don't. I don't think. Well, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. It's an I investment think, in the future to own that. I think they're going no, because who would buy that? Like it's just Grand Theft Auto or GTA Six. They probably already have all those ones. But um, I think they've got. I think they've got to come out and do something not Grand Theft Auto, like Red, I- Red Dead Ideally, Redemption. Yeah, have got to do Red Dead table Revolution, tennis Table Tennis Two, Bully uh-huh. Two. Ooh, uh, bully the college years. Yeah, bully the college. I never years. played oh. bully, but it looked pretty cool. Bully was great. Yeah. Bully was awesome. I've always heard great things about it, but I never um, played it myself. How it about that? that uh, what was
3: it like? Manhunt or something? Oh, yeah,
2: man um, I I don't know how familiar this podcast is with Nick's brother Tony. Oh, but um, no. that was a, Tony's. Yeah, I'm not to I think we have talked
1: about yeah. his Mortal Kombat uh
2: Yeah, he, his Mortal Kombat prowess is legendary. Yeah. Um, but uh but he was it's it is an it's like an ultra violent game that uh that is somehow falls into his wheelhouse even though he's not really that kind of person. <laughs> yeah. But uh it was it was supposed to be really good. 2 was supposed to be less so, I think,
1: but um No, well, I Man think Hunt Rockstar's light. Gotta... I think I think Rockstar has to announce something at E3 this year. Yeah.
3: Oh wait, wait. It could be a new uh, table tennis game. Which did you Can't forget? You that. missed when we said table tennis <laughs> yeah, too. Shit. Yeah. And somebody was also saying that, that they could
1: announce some single, single player DLC for Five still. GTA Five: Undead Nightmare. Yes. Oh. oh
2: uh, yeah. I, I want to see. I want to see more significant offerings for online. Still, I think that's something they could just they could keep. Uh, they could keep that going for a while. Add more
1: heists or something yeah. like oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that should have happened. They're still ago, they're still adding free stuff. Like you said, you can buy yeah. yachts and stuff now. But
2: yeah, there's there's the still, yachts they, are amazing. <laughs> they still add stuff, but I, I want I want to see them a little more dedicated to it. Yeah, because that's that's a online could go for. Mm-hmm. We could be playing that until the next GTA comes out, yeah. whenever that happens. Um,
3: for how well they've supported online with free content I mean granted like if you ever want to afford some of the stuff in the game you're better off spending real money yeah but um I mean I would actually spend real money if they gave me a DLC that
0: if was there like was something
3: 15 20 bucks if, the, if for there was something new online
2: shit yeah if, if there was something on the level of undead nightmare um, yeah for sure that was imagine
3: undead nightmare online oh god yeah
2: no that was one of the few DLCs that I felt was totally worth the price I paid oh yeah um, so I if they put out a big DLC for that then I would be I'd be on board instantly unless it was something lame like Moped Wars or I don't know well no I would be up for that scratch that <laughs> Moped, Moped Wars uh, yes um, I don't know for example
1: yeah
0: cool Is that it for news
1: yeah, pretty much. Uh, right. The witness is going to be forty dollars. As a downloadable and it's game, not coming to Xbox. I think
0: I read too. Well,
1: it got rated, but the developer was like, "Yeah, we don't have any plans for that," which sounds weird, but right. It's probably like one of those things that'll happen a year or two from yeah. now.
3: PS PS3 eventually got braid, so they basically trade off on the indie
0: titles nowadays. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's talk some early access games. I figured we'll. Probably fly by the seat of our pants for this one because I didn't wasn't sure how to approach it. But
2: uh, unlike the news section, <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> is, well
0: constructed. Anyways, so I guess I'll kind of start. I, uh, I I took on the Xbox's early access preview platform and uh, played a little bit of Arc, and I actually ended up purchasing The Long Dark because. Uh, well, one thing I, I want to say I really like about the Xbox is that you can preview these games before you actually purchase the early access ability yeah. which is really nice because you know the last thing you want to do is spend you know whatever 10 to thirty bucks on an early access game that ends up being total shit and then never playing it again mm-hmm. even though you know it may come out of beta and and still be shit yeah so um, I really like the fact that Microsoft allows us to take an hour of our time and and play through a preview and just to get kind of a hang of the the game. And that actually kind of, uh, it kind of worked to the benefit of the long dark because the long dark was, is so well done already in in its current state. It's totally playable. It's just a stand, a sandbox like standalone, even though they are planning on adding a story mode. Um, it's so well done that I actually wanted to buy it and keep playing the sandbox mode. So, uh, graphically it's nothing special. I don't care because the world is huge. Um, it the, is kind you know, of a charming artistic yeah, it design, Yeah, it has its own artistic design, which is pretty cool. It's just a little more minimalist than some of these newer games that come out. But, I mean, that's that's good because ultimately it ends up being a very small file size, which is cool. So it doesn't take up a ton of hard drive space. And it plays really well. It's, it's actually it's very polished for what it is. Um, so yeah. I, was, I was pretty happy playing that. I and, put a
3: couple hours into the uh, Steam version of it. And it's polished as well,
0: and actually supports ultra widescreen, screen, which is that's nice. pretty cool. I know that's that's an issue you've had with a lot of games. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I I, I really like the long dark. I thought it was a really fun game. I'm um, I'm pretty excited to see where it goes from here. I really want to play the story mode. Um, I want to see what else is capable in this game because like I really I really only scratched the surface. I played for maybe five or ten hours. I don't remember somewhere in that range. Uh, past the initial sixty-minute play playthrough I had with the preview, and it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Ark, on the other hand, I tried playing Ark and just couldn't do it. It was it's just not enjoyable for me. Um, it it seemed it, I really didn't like the fact that I I started in an entry area and within ten minutes I was dead because something in the entry area, some fucking dinosaur, jumps out of the bushes and just mauls me and I'm dead. This is a starting area. So like, is
1: Ark? Is Ark? procedurally generated like is it or is it the same uh i don't
0: every, think so because it's time. all it's all online no you can Arc run into is other players. procedurally generated okay. but it is a very large area yeah it's a pretty huge game and there's all kinds of like you can choose the different starting areas i started in an area that was considered easy like it was marked as an easy yeah. area but i literally walked 10 feet into the woods and got killed by something same that was, thing that happened was level me. nine
3: Hmm. I so, should say
0: I, I walked about
3: 10 feet into the woods, got attacked, ran down the beach like a mile. You no, know, number one then died from bleeding out. Don't go in the woods.
0: Yeah. Well, anyways, graphically it looks better than the long dark and ultimately plays fairly similarly. Uh, there's a little more to do. The Interface
3: is not nearly as good.
0: No. And it actually like it was, I, I can't remember everything I was going to say. I probably should have taken some notes.
2: Um, so, um, I mean, uh, gameplay wise, what kind of game is it? Is it like a shooter? Is it um, so? It's what, like how, just describe kind of basic. It's what I would expect Far Cry
0: Primal to end up being. Okay. <laughs> So it's like a shooter then. Uh, yeah, but without guns. Okay. Like, at least at the point where I didn't. I didn't. You get to can get guns eventually, you, and you can craft bow and arrows yeah. and things like that. Okay. But I. I mean, I started out. You start out basically naked on a. Like yeah, wherever you, you go from like
3: caveman status all the way up to like owning guns. Okay. Um, are you guys familiar with Rust?
2: Yeah, yes. it's like okay. Rust except
3: okay. with dinosaurs that you can tame and ride, and apparently build bases on top of. Much better, yeah. Yeah, in
0: graphically, that's what most
2: games are missing, frankly.
0: Gra- <laughs> graphically, it looks; it has a different art style than The Long Dark, and it looks a little bit better. But I found the graphics to be far more glitchy and not as okay. polished. See, yeah. I think
2: that's. I'm glad we're getting to the point where we are able to to make that trade off, where we can take a game, maybe maybe not focus so heavily on graphics, because that's really, I mean. Animation is a big part of where these games are getting held up, right? Is trying to make everything photorealistic. And then you get, yeah, like glitchy graphics, and, and eventually, if something looks a little unpolished, it sticks out a lot more. Whereas if you've got a, a game that maybe the graphics are more stylized uh, and less intensive, uh, you care less about the graphics and are able to focus more. Uh, on right. The, I mean, the I'm
0: gameplay. I'm personally not a fan of like any of the games that have the eight bit graphics. Like it just like those are so overdone. At I this paid point, yeah. I paid way too much money for these systems f- for to be playing games that I, that, you know, I could. Play that you could have played on your phone. Yeah, on my phone. Yeah. Like no thanks. I'm not interested in that. But you know, I'm not going to play The Long Dark and arc on my phone. They, these games look. Because the world is so huge, there's no way you probably end up playing them on your phone. Like, you have to have something a little more capable. Well, yeah. And Um, it's,
2: I mean, you could still make a game look good, like, look really good, but not have to make it, not have to spend like a million dollars on, on, right, development for just for making it pretty.
0: Um, I'll stick up for eight bit games.
1: I like them.
2: I I know you do. I, I, it's
0: just not my thing. I mean, I I played them for many, many, many more years I'm, than you did. I was
2: I was okay with them when they weren't every other game coming out, uh, like every yeah. other like. I admire depends lower on level their art game. direction a lot. Too. I yeah.
0: admire the indie developers wanting to get their foot in the door and doing something because they're doing more than I am. But at the same time, it's just not. I don't really. I don't want to. Nobody's making eight the eight bit style games that I want to play. Like I guess. what? I don't know, like just an old school RPG. That's I like. That's to me like those eight bit graphics. Those Lend are coming. Was yeah, really that, that
1: one? game was Undertale? Is that Undertale? Undertale was is not like, old school.
3: It's like a thing of its own. I'm definitely picking that up. Graphically point,
2: speaking, it's like uh, it's like
1: older, old school. They,
0: for I, instance, I, saw I bought Dragon Warrior, the first one, for my phone so I could play it on my phone because that makes but, sense. But to Undertale
1: me. is is, an, is a sixteen bit RPG. Is it that many bits? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wow. Kind of 8-bit. I don't it's know. It's probably 64. It looks
2: like it was about 4 bits. Regardless, this is not early
3: So access. they're making those games,
1: I'm just saying. There's one that's supposed to be very
3: heavily influenced um, by the Soul series, and I don't remember the name. I was just reading about it the other day, and it, that looks amazing, and I think you would actually like it. The
1: latest open world keyword, Souls-like.
2: <laughs> oh, God.
1: We're making a Souls like Lego game. uh, (laughs) Souls rogue like
0: Lego. Yeah, it's a Souls Souls like Rogue like
1: open world elements and and unlockables. MMO. It's got a progression tree where you can prestige and
0: skills. Yeah. Anyways, Brian and I also played Don't Starve together. Yeah, the, like the game Don't, Don't Starve together. together. Don't Starve together. together is the name of the game. We played okay. it together. He actually, and it's cross platform, which was sweet. He was playing on his PC. I played on my Mac. Oh, cool. Which was awesome. And Very also, cool. one thing to note if you have a Mac, your PS4 controller works flawlessly with it through Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Sweet. Hate Amazing. It. Totally cool. Uh, but yeah, Don't Starve. I, I love Don't Starve. I think it's one of the coolest games ever. I got it. I picked it up on Steam way back when, originally, when it came out. And I also, when it was free on PSN, I, I picked it up then to have on my playstation 4 yeah um i i love the style of the game the only thing that drives me nuts is how quickly your hunger goes down so you have to like feed yourself so you have to not starve yeah exactly yeah. well <laughs> but that's i mean these survival games like you know the long dark and arc i feel like the long dark has the most realistic sort of uh hunger system uh it definitely takes a lot longer for you to get like really hungry mm-hmm. so you could you could pace yourself throughout the day and eat three meals and be okay. Whereas, like, don't starve, literally, like, if, if you don't eat anything in, like, I, I guess it's maybe because the, the day-night cycle is so quick in that yeah. game that the, the mechanism works a lot faster, but uh, the game itself worked flawlessly as the, when Brian and I were playing it. I think the only trouble we no, really the only trouble you, I got
3: disconnected 10 times, but
0: that I don't think that's the game's fault as much as our internet okay. connection, yeah. Like the, it, the game itself because I stayed connected the entire time. The game is well, you were the host, yeah, so, of course so it you was did. <laughs> right. But I also have garbage internet at yeah, the apartment, yeah. I so. probably
3: should have hosted, we should try it again. It, yeah, it, like, yeah, the mechanics of it seemed to work fine, and it was just like playing Don't Starve, except you can play with friends or
2: apparently yeah. against people, and just eat all the food and then they. They you, don't don't
0: starve. Brian yeah. did starve. He starved and I star- died. That's, I was a robot, and apparently the, the robot can't when eat normal when your friends food. Die the same and way. become ghosts. It like causes psychological yeah. damage to your character. That's sweet. Which you're is you're cool. actually
3: allowed to haunt things as the ghost yeah. too. You can make
0: things like move and shit. Oh, that's sweet. It's pretty fun. But I like that was the most polished beta anything that I had played was Don't Starve Together, and it 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 was great. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, that it that is still in early access, but the um the base game isn't of course the base game's worth every penny there's wa- a lot of enjoyment you can get out of that game
3: i want to check out the new one that's island themed don't starve do you know about that no is it how how new is it uh, i don't know is i've been it, like off- like i just found out about it but i think it's okay. only a few months old maybe in early is it access don't starve still? on an island Basically, no, Don't, I mean, is I that think the name it's of called Shipwreck. Oh, no. oh no. Shipwreck. Don't, Don't Starve start with shipwrecked. A Tan. Yeah, Shipwreck. Oh, okay,
1: no. Came out uh, apparently, it was talked about in August.
3: Okay, so it's fairly new. Like, I just found out about it when we were playing Don't Starve Together. It popped up. Gotcha. And, um, yeah, I also tried Ark and I ultimately ended up buying it just because I have a couple friends that own it. But I still keep thinking, like, this game probably shouldn't be on Xbox at all. It lends itself really well to PC. For what with reason? All, I just feel like with the the way the interface is set up and stuff right now, it would be much easier to use a mouse and keyboard to navigate the menus. Yeah, I can menus. agree with that. So they need to definitely do some work on that, and they definitely need to optimize it because, I mean, it, it really doesn't run quite as smooth as it should, like as a yeah. release title whenever it becomes a release title, if it becomes one. If you read the Xbox preview disclaimer, it says the game may never be finished.
2: I think they just have to say right, that. Yeah. I, they'll, That's they'll part run, of
3: being in the early access
2: program. They would release it in its current yeah. state before they would arc, just keep it early access forever. arc.
3: Overall, though, considering how ambitious it is, it is pretty impressive. Like once my uh, like I played my hour trial, and I probably would have never touched the game again had I not played part of that hour trial with friends that told me okay. how to play. Like once they told me how to do like simple things, like don't go in the woods, craft things, and whatever. How you can punch trees? Yeah, how you can punch trees to get resources. <laughs> Shit that you can probably
0: figure out on your own if you have more time. I, I spent a lot of my hour time figuring out that exactly could punch trees if you have more Should've time.
2: Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. You are
1: punching trees all day long. It's day one. Yeah, second one. Punch trees. Punch dirt. Punch things, get Punch, resources. Yes. Anyways, Punch
0: things. What have you guys played? <laughs> I have more to say about ARC. First. Oh, my Wow. Day. Keep
3: going. Um, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's promising, though, overall. Like it, it needs more optimization. They need to overhaul the menu for the Xbox. You already said that. For that specific version. But, yeah. The PC one's... Probably very nice looking, but I, I wouldn't really know since I don't own it. And, well, shit. Never
2: mind. Well, now he's on the spot. Now Was that the only early access you've been playing? No, no yeah. I've played all yeah. kinds. He played,
3: all the,
0: he played the ones I did, too. So, I, oh. I
3: played, yeah, I played the Long Dirk, I think, before you. I, I bought that on Steam. It's comparable to the Xbox One, I would imagine. Very polished, works fine, looks good. Good enough, at least. And... Um, I also have played, I picked up a bunch of survival games all at once just because that's what kind of mood I was in. I picked up The Forest, which is actually more like horror survival. And it is fucking scary because these creatures, like, they come out of the forest. Yeah, imagine that. Well, you're in the forest, but they come out of like other parts of the forest and uh, they basically surround you on your first day of trying to survive. You're like trying to build a tiny little shelter and there's cannibals running around all over the fucking place. Just you don't know what to expect from them. And so I just killed a bunch of them and then that seemed to well, scare them off. If they're
0: cannibals, I would expect they'd want to eat you.
3: Well, I only knew they were cannibals just because of things I read about the game. But if I, if I hadn't read anything, I wouldn't have known at, at all what they were, other than just creepy-looking, very fast humans. <laughs> <laughs> but that game's very promising. I definitely want to put more time into it. But I died on day three. And uh, it's it's pretty polished right now, too. And it also has co-op, which apparently they have added in in early access. Yeah. Like, it didn't start with it. You played the hell out of Starbound, too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I've played a ton of Starbound, which should be in release by now, but it's not. I feel like they must have been derailed at some point. I feel like they started to add too much content instead of just focusing what on they what had. they had. Polishing and, up yeah, what, what and was there. Yeah, getting it ready for release. It is a great game, but, yeah. Ultimately, I feel like it's it's suffered a bit from... How they go about designing it's, it?
2: Yeah, it's been in it's been in early access way too long, um, and I mean, just there was there was maybe like a year there because I picked it up pretty early on, and uh, I was really satisfied with it. Yeah, and just before any of the we had any of the really major updates recently, it played really well. But um, there was there was like a a big span of time where nothing significant came out for it. There they were yeah. tweaking systems here and there, but uh, and then. Just lately, they kind of really, they kind of started picking up. Um, but it it needs to come out. It's on, as it is now. It's more, it's more feature complete than a lot of than a lot of games I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, when
3: it was initially released, it was yeah, more complete than a um, lot of
2: them. I think they're they're adding like a quasi story, and I think that's like the last like like an actual progression mm-hmm. mode, uh, and that's the last major update I think. So it should be coming out. Yeah. I read I their December
3: so. update and it sounded like they were moving toward, like they had a set like list of things to check off before they hit release.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it should
3: happen early this year, theoretically. And I, I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. I'll that's, go back to playing it. I got sick of losing all of my content all the time from updates. So yeah.
2: Um, yeah, that's, I, that's going to be one to check out. Um, I'd, I'd say get it now because it's 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 a more complete game than say Battlefront, um, <laughs> and it's 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 a lot of fun. There's a lot to do in it. Uh, it's very cool. Um, so yeah, is it my turn now? Yeah. What oh, else? Right, man? Okay. Let's talk. Um, okay, I've got a few things here. Uh, we talked about Lego Worlds last yes last week. Yeah. Um, I played a little bit more of that. Um, it's uh, I don't know how much I talked about it, like specifically, but it's we yeah, just it's, talked
0: about how it was basically Legos meets <laughs> Minecraft.
2: Yeah, it's the Lego game you thought they should have made from the beginning. Yeah, um, it's potentially very cool. Um, it needs a lot of work, though. Uh, it's I feel like it's still very early on the um, building anything. Uh, if it unless it's they come with template stuff that you can build. Like you can collect kits from throughout the world. And you can, if you can, if you collect a house, you can just build that house automatically. And it looks nice enough, but if you want to build your own stuff with like individual Lego bricks, it is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's awful. Uh, is the it camera worse
3: than building a settlement and fallout for it's about yes. the same.
2: No, it's, it's worse. All right. Cause I can build a pretty well, decent settlement. In guess I'm not going to get that game. <laughs> uh, if they, I mean, if they, if they were excited on about it too, if I mean, I'd, Keep an eye on it because it—that's really the big thing they it need has to work potential. on. Potential.
3: Um, you can actually destroy stuff too, like oh, Lego yeah. style, right? Oh yeah,
2: you can. You, I play as uh, my my current character is this like dragon shaman, and he can shoot <laughs> fireballs that actually destroy the world. That's so cool. your characters actually have, and you can ride a dragon that can shoot fireballs down, and there's vehicles that are like steamrollers and drills, and you can drill through the world. Mm-hmm. So there's like active world destruction. Um, so you can you can shape the world with that too, just with your character.
1: Um, and you can also like pull and push parts of the world as well. Yeah, it's um, got
2: it's got really comprehensive tools, but they're very difficult to use. And I think if they can nail that, if they can find a way to make building with Legos as easy as it is in Minecraft to build, then I think this game is going to take off.
1: Have you been playing with controller? A little bit of both. Okay. Um, I was wondering if it was any better on mouse and keyboard because I've only done controller. I,
2: I do controller for controlling the character, and mm-hmm. then uh, mouse and keyboard. I try sometimes to, to, to build, build things. Stuff. It's still pretty bad. Okay. Um, it it needs it. That needs a lot of work. But if they can get that, and then if they can optimize a little bit, um, maybe add some physics to it or something, and then something to actually do, um, like a survival mode, then then pick it up because it's going to be awesome. Um.
1: And I I should say, I'm looking at the Steam early access page for it. They have a list of features here that kind of show what they're trying to add into it. And it looks like they want to add creatures with, with more specific AI behaviors and weapons and things like that. But I don't know if that translates into actual survival elements or not. Like, like Minecraft, like I, I would prefer that this game takes a little bit more of a Minecraft survival bent to it, but it also looks like they're going to put in, um, like add in procedurally generated cave networks, which is my favorite part of Minecraft. Yeah. Just like, digging down to a seam and then just following it down to just where yeah. it's Winding just a giant underground canyon. Yeah, yeah, with like a bunch of lava and like that was that's my favorite that, thing that, about oh, Minecraft. Absolutely.
2: That's
3: what I enjoy a lot in Starbound too. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um yeah, I think maybe I, I don't want to say copy Minecraft entirely because that doesn't really fit with the Lego style. Yeah. Like um, but if they need they need something for you to actually do objective wise in the game cuz if you just throw a toolbox at, at players and not give them something, something to. if you're relying on their own creativity, maybe a 10% are actually
0: going to make something
2: happen so, with the game. So
0: it's just too much sandbox right now.
2: It's sandbox without any... Enough sand? Uh,
0: no, it's got a lot of sand.
2: Got A lot of sand, <laughs> but you don't have any... Uh, not enough box? Not enough... Uh, I don't know. There's no accurate comparison to an actual real-life sandbox here. You need. It's like if Dad said, "Hey, build a build a city in your sandbox," and you're like, "Okay," and then you build a city. Whereas some kids can just do that on their own. Right um, now, it's just a creativity tool. Yeah, basically. you need more pails right. and shovels. Yes, more pails and shovels. We'll say. Just a um,
0: glorified physics simulator. Okay. Mm. It's a glorified Lego simulator. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see.
0: Gang beasts. Um,
2: this is, uh, I just (laughs) gang 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 beasts. It's, uh, I don't even know really how much to talk about this game. Um, (laughs) it's, I mean, look up a video of it because basically it's a bunch of like gummy bears, Yeah, like gummy bears with, with the shittiest fighting engine. Uh, you're They're just like kind of flailing, and but uh, it's like the derpiest fighting game I've ever seen, but it's a lot of fun because they control so weird, and all the sound effects, they, they're right around the level, like, and
0: then they, when
2: they, they'll just randomly, and then they'll, they'll, whenever you throw punches, it throws like the ninja wind, the and then when you smack somebody, it's just like... And they just get knocked out, and they're just they just ragdoll, and then you have to like grab their body, which is really cumbersome to do, and like throw it off the edge of the level. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, I can't describe it super well and make it sound fun. Uh, but look up a video uh, if you there's, if you like there's a lot
1: of, of different level varieties too yeah. like there's one that's on like a train right yeah the, there's, there's like
2: a train there's like a like a like a factory where you can throw people into like fire or fire pits or fan and, blades yeah. uh, you can fight on a blimp um it's it's in really it's really early alpha um so it has very little polish at the moment uh, but it's it if you like fighting game ca- kind of more casual fighting games that you can play with other friends, it's, it looks like it's going to be really fun. Um, who's your daddy? Uh, I just was trolling the, uh, you the- texted
1: me about this one. Yes. I didn't end up checking it out yet.
2: <laughs> okay. I was just kind of trolling the early access selection, to see what caught my eye. And this one, I'm like, what the hell, what, what the, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, and then I clicked on it cause it's like, okay, it's five bucks. Looks interesting. Whatever. It's, it is a one verse one multiplayer where one player plays as a dad trying to stop his baby from getting into stupid baby shit and killing himself. One person plays as the dad and tries to like save the baby's life. The other person is the baby. How do you
3: find this stuff? Just he looks at steam. Yeah. <laughs> <And> you, like steam.
2: Yeah, and like as the baby, you have to like I don't know, grab the fork and stick it in socket, or eat uh, rotten <laughs> meat from the garbage, or like crawling garbage oh, dispensers or something. I want to pick something. this up and play. You. Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to play it because it's I, it's only online multiplayer, and I don't want to play with strangers because I'm a coward. But uh, <laughs> uh-huh. the the art style is uh, currently the art style is basically intro to 3d animation Uh, um it looks really bad but i think it works for the game um because it's just such it's such a silly concept if it looked realistic if you're playing as a realistic baby trying to kill yourself that's terrible but um (laughs) this one looks like it's it could be a lot of fun and um it's currently one on one, but I would like to see if they did like a like daycare a, version, like a two on. Two. Oh my god! Like yeah, daycare, just, like
0: two adults and like fifteen kids.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you get like ten minutes to um to save as many babies as you can, or something, or like a like a two on two husband and wife versus two babies or something. Okay. Um. Here we go. Okay, we see little baby arms are so flailing. flailing. It looks really.
3: Do you win if you somehow kill yourself? If you're as the, baby, the baby, you
2: win by killing yourself. Yes. Oh, wow, that's um, pretty fucked up. You win by up. dying. It's kind of yeah, fucked it's up. Kind of what do you think about it? So as the dad, you can pick oh, up you protective to go around covers. And like, yeah, you can get you plugs can for the outlets. Baby-proof <laughs> the apartment. Um, yeah, you. Ba- yeah. Um, you can get pickups for like, uh,
0: daddy vision where you can see the,
2: <laughs> oh, no. you can see the kid through. Oh shit, he's. Kids climbing into we're
0: the uh, oven. We're watching a video oh, right now. The, the, yeah, the baby the- can <laughs> climb into the oven and be cooked. Oh yeah. my god! The, the,
1: ba- the baby climbed into the oven, turned on the oven, and then oh, I'm sold. I'm going to get this it's, game. It's pretty <laughs> twisted. You can burn babies um, in
3: ovens,
2: but uh, it's the the concept is is hilarious to me, and it's. It looks like it. It's just a game they want to have Do, fun with.
0: doing. A daycare version would be hilarious. Yeah, well, oh that God. should be like the escalation of like right? <laughs> Horde mode. Yeah, oh my exactly. God. <laughs> you have um, to you have to keep repairing the the pen, the play pen that yeah. they're in, like <laughs> just like throwing babies away oh, from God. the oven.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, and then one other one uh, I haven't played it in a while, but Breach and Clear Deadline. Uh, the original Breach and Clear was like a mobile game, but it's like. Uh, is, imagine like Rainbow Six from like a like an XCOM style combat. Uh, uh, it's like squad-based tactical, like Rainbow Six. Uh, it's really simple, but it's a lot of fun if you like that kind of if, if you like that kind of thing. Tactical like that squad makes based me kind
3: of wonder why haven't they made like
2: a an actual top Rainbow Six, down top down Rainbow tactical
3: Six. mobile game. With the Rainbow Six license. Oh, uh, uh, they did. Be- it was on the 3DS. Oh, there you go. Oh. Okay. It was a oh. launch <laughs>
1: title called Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Ghost Recon and <laughs> War.
0: <laughs> Hawks Tactics Vegas,
3: Vegas. He
2: brought back yeah. End War. Okay. Yeah, I, Tactics- I, I can't, I can't remember what DS. it's actually called. So that one, I liked that one. So when they came out with this one. I was I was interested um, and more or less bought it right away because I'm like I love this game I want more. Turns out it's a zombie game. <laughs> uh, same idea. Um, is that a bad thing?
3: Uh, a too no, it's out. not a
2: bad thing. I mean, I'm a little worn out on zombies, but um, if you can come up with an interesting idea, I think it is. I think it, I think it's interesting. It's um, instead of just being all like top-down turn-based tactical kind of thing, this one. When you're out, it's like kind of, oh, not open world, but is there's a broad world that you're kind of in consistently. So base, open world, we'll say. And you can actually directly control your squad. Whereas before, it was just, you know, they move like, to just like, think mm-hmm. XCON combat. Um, uh, so there's the open world part that's that. And then there are like kind of, I don't want to say dungeons, or like, the like events where you can go into like a bar or a parking lot. Where you have to retrieve something, and there's like moments where it shifts back to the, the, the tactical turn based style from the direct control uh, shoot em up style. Um, it's interesting. Uh, they've, they've had a few updates since I played it. It's been a long time since I played it. But uh, I mean, if you want like a kind of a tactical shooter and a zombie game mixed together, that's one to look for. Cool.
0: Alex?
1: Yeah, so uh, I did play some LEGO Worlds, as has already been discussed. But the other uh, early access game that I found was uh, on the Steam store. It was announced at the VGAs, something that I didn't really pay too much attention to because I was on the Tron subreddit and saw somebody was like, oh, here's this game called Tron Runner coming out. And I was like, oh, this is cool. It's somebody who's going to get a cease and desist in about five months that's going to say stop (laughs) making the game. But then I went and saw, as as we were talking about doing an early access episode, I went on Steam, and looked at it, and I was like, "This looks like it's got to be licensed." And then there's no developer, or anything li- uh, listed on the on the actual store page but if you click on the user license agreement it takes you to a disney interactive user license agreement oh nice yeah so it's the only f- official piece of tron content coming anywhere out of disney right trontent? now. Yeah, trontent yeah <laughs> Tron um which is really sad to me for a lot of reasons and it's kind of strange because disney interactive is only doing like Disney Infinity, as far as I know. Like that was they were like, We're done
3: making games. M- we're just- Maybe they had some developers that wanted to add Tron content and they're like, No, your Tron content is Tron shut ten. down. Maybe Tron You ten, can ten. have this calling. little
0: game. Hashtag TronTech.
1: Maybe. And that's the thing. Like there were a lot of rumblings of a game called Tron Escape that were coming out. And like Georgia Moroder, who is a big time uh, electronica music composer, said that he worked on music for a Tron game that was coming out. And supposedly this is that, although there's been no real confirmation. But basically, Tron Runner, it's an endless runner game where you are some nameless Tron person running through the grid and collecting, like, points and getting multipliers and throwing your disc to destroy enemies and wall running and, and gliding and all kinds of stuff. But it looks like it's right out of the Tron Legacy universe, which is amazing. Uh, right now there's two different kinds of level. There's nine levels total at the moment. Six of them are disc mode, which is you running around as a person. And then three of them are light cycle mode, which is uh, you're riding a light cycle. And it operates a little bit more like a Mario Kart almost. But um, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm not usually a runner game kind of person, but I'm definitely a Tron person. So that kind of gets me through whatever it is. I suffered through Tron Evolution, so probably 30 times. Um, <laughs> But it's it's cool. It's weird to kind of see people doing a like super license. Like I picked Lego and Tron because I was like, these are licenses, and people are doing early access games with them. And I thought I thought that was kind of weird. But I think it's kind of a cool place to put this. If they were never going to put it out, I'd rather have it on early access. Yeah. But um, it looks it's it's real rough right now. It, I I'd say it's it's only ten dollars, and I think it's worth that. If you're a Tron fan, or if you want a good-looking runner that you know will eventually have more features in it, but um, it's it's a little bit rough. The performance isn't great, and that's partially my computer and partially the game. And then on top of that, the uh, like it just boots you right into here's your nine levels and pick one of them, and then it's just not as polished of a presentation as it could be. And it looks like from the trailer that there's a much more robust interface that they want to roll out, but it doesn't look like it's gotten to there yet. So I'm excited to see more from it, and I hope it's not one of the ones that just gets forgotten by the wayside.
2: I wonder if this was kind of like, if this was an instance like the Friday the 13th game where somebody was making a game and it ended up, it's like, well, this is kind of a lot like Tron. Maybe we show this to to Disney and maybe they're like, hey, we're going to develop this if you want to give us a little bit of backing and we'll put it in early access so we'll kind of raise funds as we go uh and then maybe they're just like yeah we'll slap the trom brand on this
1: that's possible <laughs> but i know i don't think of disney as being that charitable with no, things no. so it's and- kind of hard for me to see that being the case but i don't know maybe they've got new people in charge or they they're thinking well we're sitting on things here but it, lo- it i mean it, it looks like it's it comes from a holy Tron place, like it's not.
2: I mean, it could be heavily Tron maybe,
1: maybe, <laughs> yeah. But uh, either way, it's cool to check out, um, and I've had some fun with it. I think I've, I'm, I've gotten or I'm going to get my ten dollars worth out of it. So, yeah, cool. I think.
2: I mean, this. I mean, these are the only two that I can think of: Lego Worlds and and the Tron game. But as far as like a big name licensed works. Um, Like, yeah, Traveler's Tales is the game developers who do all of the Lego's games are actually developing Lego Worlds. And then you've got an actual, like, Disney-published early access game here. I wonder if if maybe major publishers are beginning to see that early access is a viable option for some of these, like, uh, less less bankable games. If maybe they're going to start putting out things that, you know, aren't going to sell just if they can take more risks with things because they can see that people are going to support the development as it's going with early access. There was a
1: big publisher that put one out like two years ago. And, you know, I think it kind of became like a full release, like just last year. Uh, it's called destiny. And it's, it started out fifty nine ninety <laughs> nine. The whole first year was a little bit rough, but by the oh, time man. they got to September of the next year, it was kind of almost a full game. Well, so so that
0: was, that's kind of. I'm gonna interrupt Alex because he's being an <laughs> asshole. But um, I'm just speaking the truth. <laughs> no, I know you're not lying. But no, uh, ultimately, like I think it, the idea of early access really benefits small-time developers more so than the big box guys. And Absolutely. Yeah. The reason being is because these small-time guys don't have the money. They don't have the backing to like drop what they're doing and develop this game. Whereas, like, these other big name companies, that's what they do. They have the money. They have the time. They have the resources. So that being said, like, I kind of feel like, you know, the Lego dudes and the Disney guys are kind of abusing the system in a way because they could just take the chance and deal with it. Whereas, like, the small-time guys don't really have that opportunity. But that's not
2: really, I mean... If
0: they were charging more, I would be
3: a little more offended, too, but... But it's just fifteen or but that's 10 the thing, bucks they,
0: you, nothing. you could invest your fifteen, ten dollars in a game that again will never be released because it didn't get enough feedback and yeah. you know, development and, and I mean that could that could happen whoever's making it though. Right, but uh, I, I, I think, feel like the small time guys would be more in you know, more inclined to actually finish the game and deliver in or in an in an effort to somehow boost their own reputation well, into I don't becoming know. a I mean, full time game. Look developer. at what happened to DayZ. It's, I feel like that
3: is like never going to be finished at this point. And now that they've made all this money
2: off of it... They could just cut and run,
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: But I, I think... It I, was I, better off when it was
2: just a mod. I think big companies, they got big because they do good business. And I don't think it's always good business to take to take risks on, on certain games. Like Lego Worlds, if they just put that out, I mean, they don't necessarily know that there's a market there for that. Uh, every game they've done has been marketed... Lego stuff, except for like, yeah, licensed stuff, except for like Lego city, which that one didn't exactly take off. Uh, so if if they're going to spend, if they're going to spend buku bucks on this and not know for sure that it's going to be a hit, whereas they can put it out in early access and maybe we're going to get a game we would not have normally gotten because it's too big of a risk. I don't care who's using early access if they're doing it so we can get interesting content. Then I think it's, I think it's a win.
1: And I think some of it's its not just that they don't want to take the chance on something, it's that they maybe they're sitting down and saying we've got the skeleton of something interesting here, but we don't quite know exactly what we want to make. We have these ideas and we want to open a dialogue with the people who would actually buy this game and, and see what kind of features they would like included and what actually works and what doesn't work. When, you know, I mean, look at Bethesda. They can't Pay for a QA department, apparently. So why would anybody else be able to? So they can make this game and kind of put it out to a public QA department and be like, "Where are the bugs? What are the things that aren't working? What do you guys want to see?"
2: Yeah, and not and not just that, but we've got we've got an idea for a, a Lego Minecraft game. What do you? And but that's it. It's like we don't know what form that takes. We don't know what the purpose of the game should be, other than you get to build stuff with Legos. Maybe it's like, hey, fans. W- Let's take this down the road and let's all kind of see what we can turn this into. Uh, I think it's.
1: Uh, it's the same argument as the Kickstarter thing. Yeah, where it's it, this like is, if Capcom yeah. came out and was like, we're Kickstartering Mega Man, it would be.
0: Yeah, but the difference is if you submit money to Kickstarter and shit doesn't go through, you get your money back. I can get refunds on Steam for, for an early access game. I think that's I think that, you could as it's long as heavily stipulated though. Yeah, I mean, i yeah. yeah. just going to be like a really squeaky wheel begging for oil. I don't really see it working out. I think it's, <laughs>
2: like, they've got a policy where it's like, if you've played like X amount of time, if you, I mean, if you played a game for like 20 hours, you're not really going to get a refund for it. Yeah. Uh, if the, it's, it has to be like, if the game is broken, then.
1: So no, I mean, it's like if you've played under two Batman. hours or you've had it for less than 14 days, it has yeah. to meet both of those conditions, then you can get a refund, yeah, which is fine I mean with Kickstarter if they deliver on your reward and you don't like it, you can't get any of your money back
0: no but if if they don't meet their goal, yeah then you get your money back you your which money is cool,
1: back. but I still think it's like well it's why t- in the world would would Capcom be out there being like let's do a mega man like that would that would be shitty like that would be if it's terrible goodwill for their fans of like we don't know who's gonna buy this thing but we want to sell some ahead of time just to make sure i i'm a little more not acceptable like that's a little more unacceptable to me than than something like an early access game but they're they're similar they're very it's similar. very
2: simple well it's like kickstarter it's like Let's get all the money now, and then down the road, you'll get your product. Whereas early access, it's like, let's fund this as we go. It's basically the same idea, different execution. Yeah, They're applying yeah, this um, tr-
0: the strategy of a drug dealer yeah, to video just, games. It depends
3: on how many drugs and hookers they need Here's one
1: during crack development. rock
0: to get you hooked. As opposed yeah. to after. And
2: drug dealers do all right. <laughs> but drugs are great, right, guys?
1: i yeah. I think. I mean, that's the thing is that I'm really. There are some reservations about early access. That it's. There, we got to keep an eye on it. It's the same as Kickstarter. It's.
2: It's the same as. That's why I thought we we should talk about it. It's the same as everything. It's the same as normal release too. I mean okay, you can spend $60 on a complete game and then you play it. And, and the game's like,
0: fucking broken. And
2: it's like, what the hell? I paid $60 for four maps in Battlefront? Come on.
0: I paid $60 for the order?
2: Yeah. think. I mean, think about this is the... you, you <laughs> run the sa- you <laughs> That run was th- a demo. I spent
3: 60 <laughs> bucks on a demo. I saw that on a, another uh, game of the year list
2: as worst game and made yeah, me happy. It, <laughs> it's pretty shitty. I mean, but you run the same risks... Well, you do. You run the same risks with normal releases. It's just with normal releases, there's more of a vetting process. Whereas uh, early access, it's still... You, you don't they, know. They put
1: the disclaimers on there to tell yeah, you that yeah, this is not finished, and it might never be. And
2: it's more It's more at your own risk. I than,
1: appreciate that. Term. If Destiny was like, we're on the Steam early release store... <laughs> That would have been. Um, it would have blown people. That that initial release would have absolutely blown people away. The Taking and people, King is
0: early access for Destiny the, Two. The
3: other great thing about Steam, the early King access was specifically, specifically is you can read user reviews. Yes, and yeah. you can see re- user reviews from different time periods, so you can actually see like, okay, well, maybe the game is broken right now, so I don't want to buy it. Like maybe development went back. south,
2: yeah. or yeah, I think. I think if early access is go, I, what I would like to see from early access is more demos. Um, that like would be like, nice. the yeah.
0: like the Xbox. Yeah. If, 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 Steam, cool. if Steam did that, I would probably have a lot more early access games in my library. I, yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff. I would on early say access. like. And,
2: oh, keep going! Keep going!
3: Like that is a huge pro of the um, the Xbox preview yeah, system definitely. is that you get a trial. However, the trial is not long enough for certain games. Like you, they give you two hours for Elite Dangerous, which is a really hard game to learn. Yeah, I think felt. two
0: hours would have been nice for both Ark and yeah, the long dark. Ark was only awesome. an hour, but
1: it's kind of like, it's, it's like I said to you guys a couple of weeks ago. I think that demo isn't so much for you to get that much of a feel of the game; it's just to make sure that the game's not broken.
0: Yeah. I think well, it's it's important to get Yeah, but I mean, when you, you spend ten minutes in loading screens, I mean that's <laughs> yeah. Kind of it's sucks. it's I think the most
2: important thing from a demo is I think developers should be including demos with early access so they have they have control over how how much time like, like yeah, if it's like if it was like Rocket League, I don't need an hour demo for Rocket League. No, Just no. it's like for the demo for that, it's like here here's two here's two matches you can play. You can get a feel for things. Um, they included a tutorial beforehand so you can know what to do and then it's just enough so you can get an accurate picture of what the game is yeah, and if the game actually functions I think that's because those are both questions you get from early access Yeah. yeah
3: totally aside from the user reviews being a pro for the early access on Steam I would also say that the pricing is much better than the Xbox preview system like the game's that they have for the xbox version right now are much more expensive
1: right yeah like it's not the ten dollars that. yeah Tron like is.
3: most of the early access games are not prohibitively expensive so like you can you can gamble and spend a few bucks and see if you like it or not and don't feel like you really yeah, threw I mean, your money away arc, arcs what
0: 35 on yeah but xbox
3: on and then pc its regular price is 30 and i'm I'm sure it's better, right? And the Long Dark, is there a difference in that between the two
0: um, platforms? Well, I got it on sale, and I think it was only ten on yeah. sale. I paid twenty for it, but I was—that's the thing. Like I, in in my little hour experience with it in the demo, like I I think it's it's worth the twenty bucks. Yeah, because it's it's actually a lot of fun to just run around in the woods and and find shit. So. You can also do the four
3: pack thing for the multiplayer. Yeah, like a lot of the games, like Starbound, I got from a four pack.
2: Nice. Well, there were there were t- t- two other titles that I, I wanted to talk okay. about that I didn't get to play, but really interested me. One was Universe Sandbox Two. I don't know if you guys played Universe Sandbox <laughs> One. I did not. Um, it's not really a game.
3: Oh, I, I know what you're talking about, though. I I've yeah. almost bought that several Steam it's, sales. Um,
2: I mean, I just I don't. There's It's a,
1: it's a universe simulator where yeah. you can basically like like a,
2: like a plant. It's a universe smashing. galaxy like or yeah, yeah, universe physics simulator.
3: What is where you can like prove upon? Are there parallel universes? Oh my God, I can only hope so.
1: Um, but it's just... String the, theory, quantum mechanics, you know, you can oh, make shit. wormholes,
2: teleport Earth Tweak to somewhere, somewhere particle else. in the box. But you can... Does, it, does all it support All the things VR? you can do. <laughs> probably, honestly. That all would the, be a good... Uh, that sorry, would be very yeah, cool if you could just a, go into a, VR and you're like, in the VR. universe. Um, I think it's there's too many things for you to do in the game that I can't actually accurately describe all of them. But you can just you can tweak the physics of a galaxy and like say you want to turn up the mass of the sun so that it just like the gravity just turn it up to like a thousand percent so that you can see our solar system spin out of control. You can watch you can watch like time lapse of like if the sun suddenly lost all its gravity you can see all the planets just like shoot out into nothingness and uh, or you can. You can send the moon crashing into the earth. Um, can you spawn a Death Star? Not yet. Damn. <laughs> Maybe in Universe Sandbox 2. Um, I don't know what the difference between 2 and 1 is, but if any of that, if if you like space, it's it's a game worth looking into. And then another one um, called Garbage Day. Uh, it's it's really... Su- uh, just, is it a garbage...
3: Person Simulator. No, it's collection. Person it's Simulator. Groundhog Day.
2: Uh, it's Groundhog Day. Um, you're you're stuck in one day, and you have to find out how to get out of that day. Okay,
3: that sounds um, pretty cool.
2: It sounds really cool. Looks super unpolished. I mean, like shitty, worse graphics than Who's Your Daddy. Um, the user reviews are not great right now, <laughs> um, but it's. I think it's one to keep an eye on if it can. If it can find its footing. Um, take note of this. Gojo is
3: calling it now.
2: <laughs> if Garbage Day doesn't suck, <laughs> twenty seventeen really game cool. of the year. Yeah, right. Garbage Day. Um, conceptually, it sounds awesome. Just it doesn't. It doesn't look like it's anywhere near uh, worth my money yet. But you know, keep an eye out.
1: The only other early access game that I know that I've played a lot of was probably the most successful one which would be minecraft it was kind of the impetus for early access in the first place yeah and we were talking a little bit ago about you know being able to kind of continually make money throughout the weird thing is that the initial release on the steam store is apparently the you get this bump in money and then the official release doesn't really see that much of a bump from the numbers that have currently come out. Oh, yeah. So, like, once it comes out on, on Early Access, you get your sales bump if you're, like, if you made it on the front page or whatever. But then when you actually finish your game, nobody's seen, like, an uptick on anything.
3: I do feel like the the release game is usually more expensive. Maybe Yeah, I'm wrong. and that's usually the thing. So that-
1: that's, like, an... An advantage to getting in early. The, yeah, the advantage is that while you're helping them like alpha and beta test, basically, you are going to end up with the finished product for a cheaper amount. Yeah, is kind of the the
0: main thing about y- it. Yeah, it's like it's the gamble you take. Yeah, that's. You know?
3: I, I kind of wonder about that with the Xbox preview one because I can't imagine like Arc going up to sixty dollars or something. Elite Dangerous went up in price. Well, yeah, Elite Dangerous shipped as a sixty dollars game on PC. So or 50, and, was, uh, or fifty. It was it was thirty
0: or thirty five for early access, and then it's it's like almost fifty bucks now. I think Is there Arcs, a full release on yeah. there
1: now. Oh okay. Ark's thirty five right now on Xbox. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it might end up being like forty dollars. But, cool. um, but the only other thing is, I saw a statistic. I think it came out of the Wikipedia article. It was something like twenty four percent of games on Steam's early access. Uh, have seen official releases as of like November last year. There's a lot of them, so, though. It, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of games. There's, I and, mean, there's
2: a, a lot of a lot of games are just sheer garbage that you were never going to find anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the the cream mostly rises to the top uh, on, yeah. on early access.
3: There's um, one I was watching that just got released
2: that I haven't bought yet actually. Anyways,
3: What's it called, I want to say it's like Dark Dungeons or something.
2: Darkest Dungeons? Darkest Dungeons. Yeah, Yeah, that was on the... I think that was on the homepage today, actually. Yeah. Um, Broforce. I bought that in Early Access. That was one of those games that it's like, when it starts out, it's a feature-complete game, basically, and then they just build on it, and it gets better and better. Um, That's probably my favorite current game that I talk about every week. I feel like...
1: um, (laughs) I feel like there aren't a lot of games that have really pulled off the model well. I think Minecraft was obviously it's the standard that everybody's going to hold all of these to, but other than that, it's been like Kerbal Space Program and like a few other things. Oh yeah, I own that one. I forgot. Kind of built onto each, built onto the elements that it started out as, and actually like developed into a pretty fully realized game, and, and continues to be. You know, supported and stuff like that. Meanwhile, there's a lot of stuff that's just going to get forgotten or left by the wayside, or, you know, yeah, they put it out and this is what it is. And we didn't see enough people talking to continue development. I'll tell you, if it,
0: if it wasn't for Reddit, I wouldn't even be interested in Kerbal Space Program or uh, Besiege for that matter. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh shit. It's something, I forgot I have
1: Besiege too. I feel like. Kerbal Space Program something
0: that I should like just get all into. all the ridiculous shit people do on Reddit in those games like makes me want to play them. <laughs>
1: Besiege is pretty cool but it needs a lot more work. I the, I feel like Kerbal Space Program is a game where if you like have played it for 8 hours or something you immediately think of yourself as a rocket science expert and <laughs> I want to be that. So I want <laughs> like that I, I, it makes me want to play it but at the same time I also know that like you got to start learning a lot about like yeah. terminal velocity and like exit velocities. I was velocities like, screw this.
3: I don't need any tutorials. My rocket didn't get anywhere. No. <laughs> it's like, what
1: do you do? You point it upwards and you put yeah. a bunch of wow, boosters you on it. make it look
3: like a rocket?
1: I'm going to put 30 boosters and a piece <laughs> of cardboard on top and I'm going to stand them on the cardboard and then send it up to the sky. Is I couldn't, so hard. Do it I couldn't I get like mine to even lift off. It actually just fell and then
3: toppled over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you
1: know. Uh, but at least it's, it'll seem Like, I think the SpaceX rocket just exploded yeah. the other day because there was some kind of ice uh, issue. Another one? Yeah. Or, uh. There was an ice issue with it that made it, like, just slightly ISIS? land off angle. No, ice. Oh. and uh, And so, like, having a game like Kerbal Space Program where people will actually learn about these properties yes. and things understand
2: this is not easy rocket science is actually rocket science yeah, yeah.
1: or like you know there's going to be some day where nasa's like yeah we found this guy because he was really good at kerbal space program <laughs>
2: <laughs> actual last starfighter <laughs> <laughs> holy
3: shit <laughs> oh.
1: but i feel like i could see that happen last one day, starship awesome. designer <laughs> but anyway i'm excited to see if there are more kind of breakout early access hits but i still feel like we haven't quite reached the height of, of Minecraft, and I don't know if we ever will.
2: I, I think, oh, you mean matching Minecraft? Like no other game is going to match Minecraft. I mean, for well, no, I, mean, I can't My, say that. Minecraft
0: but has transcended years. like video I mean, yeah. games at this point. Microsoft
3: yeah. bought that for billions of dollars. Yeah. I don't think anything's going to get to that. They've level got in an our educational lifetime. version that
0: was just announced, yeah. I think. And I mean, they're they're using Minecraft to teach kids how to program in schools. I mean, it, it's it's everywhere it's it's become a part of culture at this point
1: which is which is awesome but it very much was born of the idea that hey i'm still working a day job but i'm working on this game what do you guys want to see in it and then it blew up into a billion dollar enterprise which is
0: nuts so i don't know and you it's, know you know legos just kicking their own ass yeah. for that too <laughs> yeah so I think that kind of wraps up our discussion of early access games. Uh, we're about hour and 15 minutes at this point, sort of.
2: I really thought this was going to be a shorter episode.
0: I, the way Yeah, John well, wanted
1: to make it a side quest. I was like, no, this is going to be a There's a way.
0: lot of weird dead space throughout. I'm sure if I cut a bunch of the silence out in the editing, it would be a lot shorter. I, I recall really
3: trying to talk for about five minutes and you guys <laughs> just laughing at me.
1: You could probably cut that out.
0: Well, because you, you were like, uh... But us making
1: fun of Brian is one of Nick's favorite parts of the show.
2: And he's like a quarter of (laughs) our listeners. Keep it in
3: just for Nick. (laughs) Um, Actually, just mail him, email him a copy with (laughs) that in it and and just cut it out for everyone else.
0: I forgot to mention at the top of this episode that uh, David Steele was the winner of the question of the week last week. So we he don't know what he, wins yet. he said he would definitely buy a Midwest game nerds hoodie and he wants a Midwest film nerds hoodie as well. So
1: yeah, John make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got,
0: well, I just, I want to announce that I did uh, put together the web store and I just have to attach my bank account to it so we can start raking the money in. But uh, if you're not interested in actually buying clothing from us, you can donate, which is pretty cool. There, there will be donation buttons that'll help us keep, keep things going. Um, Again, this week's question is, have you been burned by an early access game? And if so, what game? Um, We could probably add on
1: that, too, just in case people haven't been playing. Like, what early access games would you play? Yeah, if you're
3: interested in early access. Suppose you don't have access to early access. What would
0: you play? Access games?
1: Right. Oh. And this isn't EA Access or whatever the hell that shit's called.
0: So, this ties into oh, our yeah. feedback. If you like what you're hearing, if you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at Midwest Game Nerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast or even on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Midwest Game Nerds. And uh, while you're listening along, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping via Amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com because if uh, you don't feel like donating money to us, you can inadvertently give us some through Amazon, which is kind of cool. Uh, other than that, Alex, you did The Revenant this past week on the Film Nerds. What's up yeah, next? So if we're actually going to put this out, because the last one just went up on
1: Monday. Yeah, so if would... you wait another two weeks to put it out.
0: Ooh. I would love to get on a weekly schedule with these just so we're producing more because I think it helps. But okay. if, we, if we go bi-weekly, I don't really care. Well,
1: I, whenever this is coming out... Bonus I'm,
0: feedback question. Do you want Game Nerds bi-weekly or weekly? Go. <laughs> I know the answer to that one. but uh, So I'm
1: heading to Japan for two weeks. So we recorded three episodes in the Midwest Film Nerds podcast this weekend. Uh, the Wednesday before this comes out, before I actually leave, is uh, an Oscar predictions episode. So cool. you can listen to that, hear what Tim and Willie and I think are going to win the Oscars... Uh, the week after that, we've got our top 10 movies of 2015, finally. And the week after that, we've got our 10 most anticipated movies of 2016. Sweet. So take a look for all of those while I am across the uh, globe. How, how, how many New Japan
2: Pro Wrestling shows are you going to?
1: I sadly can't go to any of them because they're all at least a $200 one-way train ride away. Damn, I you'd have to hop up to Tokyo to go and do it. You but. should
0: pick up some kind of sweet Japanese video game memorabilia. I,
1: well, I am going, I, I just got the confirmation today that I am going to go to Osaka uh, on, on, on the Sunday that I have open over there. And I'm planning on hitting up Super Potato and a few of the other <laughs> Super Potato is a legendary uh Japanese video game store. Um <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I've been to the Tokyo one. Is it shaped and it's- like a potato? No, but oh, uh, it's is, it is the like it's like a mecca for game nerds. I saw more American and and like other non-Japanese people there than I have in any other place in Japan because people go there to like See the volumes upon volumes of like like there was a place where I bought a bunch of gifts for different people that was just like here's thirty cartridges of of Rockman for for any, uh for Famicom and the next one here's thirty copies of Rockman two and here's thirty copies of Rockman three and you just go down the line for like every NES that's game. crazy <laughs> yeah so I, I'll try and pick something up I know the first time I went there I got John a WonderSwan so like the Final Fantasy I I have two WonderSwan Wonder color yeah with so Final if, if
2: you Give some feedback real quick. Maybe Alex can pick you up something Japanese. Yeah. I'll Maybe see we'll what some I can't do. Shit for you. We'll
1: see we'll see what would be <laughs> what would be fun to bring back. Maybe I can find a Japanese Mega Drive copy of Michael Jackson's Moonwalker oh. or something.
0: There's some totally wicked tentacle porn. <laughs> I'm probably not gonna buy anybody that but You'll You don't have to buy it, it's free on the internet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the internet.
1: And I also got Andy one of the pocket stations, which if people don't remember what that is, that was the vmu version the dreamcast had the vmu which you could raise your sonic adventure uh tamagotchi on the, yep. the memory card this was the playstation version of that where you could you could raise your
0: chocobos you could raise your fantasy. chocobos from
1: final fantasy 8 which it, it's still that functionality is still in the american version of the game they just never released yep. the pocket station here so yeah
0: cool Anyways, nice. thanks guys for joining for the uh, early access episode. And uh, listeners, nice. stay tuned for our next episode. I don't know what game it's going to be, but we'll figure it out. I can't remember what's coming out in the next couple of weeks, but uh, we'll announce it online. Anyways, nice. thanks again. Peace out. Sa, Sa-, Sa-, great idea. Release, like, ha- Sa- dude. Sa, dude. Everybody do it. Sa, dude. Ha, Early saw, dude. Ha, <laughs> ha, saw, ha,
1: saw, saw, dude. Ha, dude. Ha, ha, saw, dude. Ha, saw, dude. dude saw, ha, Saw.